Chapter 6 of Bill Nye's Cordwood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Yael. Bill Nye's Cordwood by Bill Nye. Chapter 6. True Merit Rewarded. Style of school literature known 30 years ago. One of Bill Nye's selections written by himself, arranged with special reference to the matter of choice, delicate and difficult words. One day, as George Oswald was going to his tasks, and while passing through the wood, he spied a tall man approaching in an opposite direction along the highway. Ah, thought George in a low, mellow tone of voice, whom have we here? Good morning, my fine fellow, exclaimed the stranger pleasantly. Do you reside in this locality? Indeed I do, retorted George, cheerily dropping his cap. In yonder cottage near the glen, my widowed mother and her thirteen children dwell with me. And how did your papa die? asked the man, as he thoughtfully stood on the other foot a while. Alas, sir, said George, as a large hot tear stole down his pale cheek and fell with a loud report on the warty surface of his bare foot. He was lost at sea in a bitter gale. The good ship foundered two years ago last Christmas tide, and father was founded at the same time. No one knew of the loss of the ship and that the crew was drowned until the next spring, and it was then too late. And what is your age, my fine fellow? quoth the stranger. If I live until next October, said the boy, in a declamatory tone of voice suitable for a second reader, I will be seven years of age. A large family of children. And who provides for your mother and her large family of children? queried the man. Indeed I do, sir, replied George in a shrill tone. I toil oh so hard, sir, for we are very, very poor. And since my elder sister Anne was married and brought her husband home to live with us, I have to toil more assiduously than heretofore. And by what means do you obtain a livelihood? exclaimed the man in slowly measured and grammatical words. By digging wells, kind sir, replied George, picking up a tired ant as he spoke, and stroking it on the back. I have a good education, and so I am enabled to dig wells as well as a man. I do this daytimes and take in washing at night. In this way I am enabled to maintain our family in a precarious manner. But, oh sir, should my other sisters marry, I fear that some of my brothers-in-law would have to suffer. You are indeed a brave lad, exclaimed the stranger, as he repressed a smile. And do you not at times become very wary and wish for other ways of passing your time? Indeed I do, sir, said the lad. I would fain run and romp and be gay like other boys, but I must engage in constant manual exercise, or we will have no bread to eat, and I have not seen a pie since Papa perished in the moist and moaning sea. Saved from a hurried grave. And what if I were to tell you that your papa did not perish at sea, but was saved from a hurried grave? asked the stranger in pleasing tones. Ah, sir, exclaimed George in a genteel manner, again doffing his cap. I'm too polite to tell you what I would say. And besides, sir, you are much larger than I am. But, my brave lad, said the man in low musical tones, do you not know me, Georgie? Oh, George! I must say, replied George, that you have the advantage of me. Whilst I have met you before, I cannot at this moment place you, sir. My son, oh, my son, 
murmured the man, at the same time taking a large strawberry mark out of the valise and showing it to the lad. Do you not recognize your parent on your father's side? When our good ship went to the bottom, all perished save me. I swam several miles through the billows, and at last, utterly exhausted, gave up all hopes of life. Suddenly a bright idea came to me, and I walked out of the sea and rested myself. And now, my brave boy, exclaimed the man with great glee, see what I have brought for you. It was but the work of a moment to unclasp from a shawl strap, which he held in his hand, and present to George's astonished gaze, a large forty-cent watermelon, which he had brought with him from the Orient. Ah, said George, this is indeed a glad surprise. I'll bait, how can I ever repay you? Bill Nye in Boston Globe End of chapter 6 Recording by Yael